The following is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on anything being discussed, consult your medical doctor. Welcome to Heart Health with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefald. Heart Health is a local call-in health show designed to educate and inform you of the most up-to-date information for not only maintaining a healthy heart, but a healthy body. Call us with your health questions at 919-860-9783. That telephone number again is 919-860-9783. Dr. Franklin Weefald. Uh, cardiologist and internal medicine specialist across the room here. I'm Dave Alexander. Good afternoon, Good afternoon. David. I am the radio Igor. I search for news. Sometimes I go digging. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't think people realize that I get these stories and then I text them to you. And yeah, then, and I, I and then we just decide what to talk about. I research. Yeah. And what we're going to talk about today, first and foremost, is whatever it is that's bothering you at nine one nine. 860-9783, or, and, and, blueberries, probiotics, and vitamin D. The supplement wars. I, I'm i curious as to what your reaction uh, is to supplements, because I think so yeah. many of them, they say it supports heart health or it supports well, prostate yeah, health. It, yeah. And it, 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 support is such a weak word. One day, it's good for you, yeah. and the next week. It's bad for you. You used to have to maybe worry about you being switched or your child being switched at birth, and now it's you can actually— before birth. That's not even possible. Well, it's really sad. We'll get to that. And a young boy set a world record for diagnosing breast cancer in his mom. He was only mom. like three months old. <laughs> That's a world record. I think he needs a Nobel Prize. That's good. He right. doesn't even know what he was doing, but he did it. And again, you can call up and we'll stop talking about the thing we're talking about and then we'll move on. 919-860-9783. The big news last week was what? Blueberries? Blueberry. Well, I want to start off. Whenever I think of a blueberry, I think of one particular person. Yeah. Violet Beauregard. Do you remember her? Yes. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And I'm not talking about the latest remake. I'm talking about the classic Yes. with um, Gene Wilder. Yeah. And my favorite character was Violet Beauregard because she was into bubblegum, blueberry bubblegum. And what happened to her? She turned into a blueberry. Yes, she did. Yeah. Well, now it seems that people are focusing on blueberries. And I will say this. Even if it's not true, the screaming headline in the New York Times, that blueberries promote heart health, uh, okay. they're good. They taste good. Yeah, they are. They're delicious. And yeah. they got to be good for you. I mean, they've got fiber on the outside. They're yeah. tasty. They're, quote, unquote, natural. Yeah. Well, these are scientists who are looking at what's in a blueberry, okay? Right. And what's in a blueberry is a type of chemical that apparently has something called anthocyanin. And they've actually already known that anthocyanin promotes health of the inside of your arteries, the endothelium, which protects the, the artery from any damage. Right. So when you get a cholesterol buildup, the endothelium has been damaged somehow, and they think it's the repair mechanism along with the immune system. It builds up these cholesterol plaques, which eventually cause blockages and can lead to heart attack. So what they're saying is a cup of blueberries a day <laughs> reduce the risk of any type of heart attack or you know, ang- angina problem mm-hmm. by 13%. Now, let's 
take a big deep breath and say, there's no way that they can get something as accurate as one cup equals 13%. Yeah. But see, they're medical researchers. Right. So they have to come up with some sort of thing that sounds scientific. Yeah. So the bottom line is, yeah, blueberries may help your heart. Eat them. They can't hurt you. <laughs> okay. You know, well, wait, wait. They hurt Violet Beauregard. Sure did, yeah. But, yeah. you know, and don't go whole hog. Don't go buy. It's called a peck, isn't it? The little box. Yeah. Peter Piper picked a peck of blueberries. Sh- sure. So, you know, don't go eating 10 pecks a day. And then you say, well, listen, I've had 10 cups, therefore... 130% chance I'm not going to have a heart problem. Yeah, I'm, I'm reducing it a lot. Yeah, well, and go ahead. We'll get the caller. Janice in Raleigh, thank you very much for calling up. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I like listening to you all. I have well, a question. Thank you. Yes. What, thank you. what makes one's heart rate uh, be over 100, like three or four times per week? Heartbeat over 100? Well, let me tell you, that's a, a very good question. So yeah. it only happens every now and then, is that right? Uh, at least two or three times per week because okay. I take my blood pressure daily. Uh-huh, and then um, that, the heart rate thing goes up, is that yes. it? Yes. Okay. Do you feel it? Do you feel your heart racing? No, I yeah. do not feel my heart racing, okay. uh, but from time to time I do stress out. However, when I take my blood pressure... In the evenings, that's when I noticed it could be 106, 113, sure. 114 has been the highest that yeah. I've seen it. Okay, there are a couple things. Um, one of the things we obviously worry about the most is called atrial fibrillation. Yeah. And what that is, is when your upper chamber of the heart called the atria, and that controls, that area controls the actual heart rate. It's okay. got a little tiny group of cells which which cause an electrical current, which lets the heart beat, to make it simple. So one of the things that as we as we get on in life, we get this thing called atrial fibrillation. And the dangerous part of that is that blood clots can form when the top part of the heart is not pumping efficiently and, and in, in line with the way it's supposed to. These clots can form and break off and go to the brain. So it's very interesting you asked about this. Uh, I'm not saying for sure that it's AFib. There are other things that can cause it. I mean, it could just be for some reason your heart decided to go faster in a normal fashion of beating. You could have an extra electrical connection between the upper and lower chambers that's causing it to beat fast but regular. But here's the bottom line. You need to go see your doctor because there's a really good way to diagnosis. And they put these little tiny patches on your chest and they hook you up to this monitor about the size of a small telephone. And it records every single beat, the good ones and Mm -hmm. the fast ones. And now the kind that I have in my office actually sends them to an artificial intelligence computer, the HAL 9000. Great. Right? Great. And so they, and and it figures it out almost better than a human. Then if there's an AFib episode, they get, they call, they call me. Does she have to wear this for a while? Well, you wear it until you find out. So generally it's seven days, sometimes two weeks. The crazy thing is we used to put a monitor on for one day, 24-hour Holter. Holter was the name of the guy who invented it. Well, you wouldn't have it that day. So you'd put it on again, and you wouldn't have it that day. So now these things are great. You can take them off to go to the shower. But I highly recommend, I don't know and I'm not diagnosing you, but I highly recommend you go to your doctor and say, look, every now and then my heart goes fast. 
And then oh. I'm sure your doctor will know that it's important to check your blood, see if your potassium is good, your kidneys are good, mm-hmm. make sure you're not anemic. And here's an important thing, check your thyroid because okay. the thyroid can be overactive. And then, you know, get a monitor put on. Can't hurt. Um, some people are deathly allergic, not deathly, but highly allergic to the adhesive. Mm-hmm. So if you're allergic to Band-Aids and stuff like that, they do make a special type of sticky thing that is non-allergic. But I think it's important. I'm glad you picked this up. Now, there's one other thing that this could be, and that's a false positive reading. You're using one of those automatic blood pressure cuff machines? Yes, I do. One that you put on your arm, and it tells you... The blood pressure and the heart rate. So one of the things that I found in using these monitors, is mm-hmm. that sometimes the monitors aren't 100% accurate. Okay. So here's what else you should do. And then this is something I think is very, very helpful. When you go see your doctor to talk to him about the fast heart rates, bring mm-hmm. your blood pressure cuff with you. Okay. And then say, hey, can you check mine, my cuff, and then right after that, use your accurate cuff and see if they're the same. Okay. And then that way you'll know it's correct. But listen, it could be that this is nothing. It could be something important. So I would go see your doctor and talk to him about this problem because it could prevent you from having something bad in the future. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank you for calling. Call again. I will, and I enjoy listening to you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. I enjoy talking to you. Thank you, Janice. Let me me tell something really funny. Not funny, but this is apropos. So my... um, uh, person who works in my office who does my stress testing yeah. sent me her dad and um, I can't use names and I yep. don't want to expose. That's fine. To make a long story short, he was having some problems that I wasn't quite sure and it was memory problems that weren't all that specific. Yeah. Well, just yesterday, what did I read? Hmm. Dementia. You're right, right. One of the biggest causes is atrial fibrillation. And the reason is a lot of people can't feel their heartbeat irregularly, just like our caller. Right. And so, you know, they can be throwing little clots and not have major strokes. They can be having AFib every now and then. So I put a monitor on them. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes later, the HAL 9000 artificial intelligence computer contacted us. Guess what he had? AFib. A spell of AFib. Yeah. So it's amazing what we can do. Now, let me warn you about the Apple Watch, and we've talked about this before. Yeah, go ahead. The big spiel that they want to talk about is diagnosing atrial fibrillation. I'm all for it. But if you're 22 years old, okay, <laughs> and you're wearing your Apple Watch, yeah. and you know, the alarm goes off, and Steve, Steve Jobs' voice comes through your iPods. <laughs> no, it's, it's Siri. Yeah, you have a fib. <laughs> More than likely you don't. And this is something we're gonna talk about also in terms of this test that we're going to talk about yeah. for cancer. Yeah. Um, remember, and this is something people don't realize, the, the pre-test probability impacts how accurate your test is. So if you have a very low risk of having something right, and you take some fancy test, yep. if it's positive, nine times out of ten, that's what we call a false positive test. My brother took a Mensa test Mensa? for geniuses to join the genius thing. <laughs> Hey. And he got a false positive. There's oh, just yeah, a, he had no chance of actually making it to Mensa. Are you in Mensa? No. You know you can get yeah. in Mensa on the basis of your SAT scores. Oh yeah, not not <laughs> not really. No, I think, you can't. I think, I think you used to be in Mensa when you <laughs> right. were in high school. When you say 
You can get into Mensa. <laughs> no, that's not really true, doctor. All right. Telephone number 919-860-9783. Call right now. Switched before birth and vitamin D and probiotics and other supplements. Are they worth a nickel or not? We'll find out. Yeah, I got a bottle right here in the We're studio. We're going to talk about the love bug. I just, I just took some. It was in my, it was in my house. I assume my wife bought it or one of my daughters. It's called Love Bug Probiotics. We'll find out. That's a great name. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, This is Heart Health News Radio 680 WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM 680 WPTF. Or the telephone number is 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. We're talking about probiotics and vitamin D. We're going to talk about being switched before birth. Before. Babies switched before birth. Of course, I mean, they're pretty small. They all look alike, yeah. I'm sure, well, at some the, point. Yeah, the embryos all look they alike. They do. They yeah. do. Uh, Dr. Franklin Weefault here in the studio and we're... Uh, what what about my bottle of well you know I think probiotics bug. are are regularly consumed yeah and rightly so um, probiotics are good bacteria we know we have ten billions and billions of bacteria we have more bacteria in our gut than we have human cells in our body and we have a what's called a commensal relationship a a symbiotic relationship yeah so probiotics are good bacteria they help us adjust our food. They keep us regular. Um, And, you know, the problem is don't think that beyond having regular bowel movements, which are a good thing, because you get rid of waste. I mean, you know, I don't know about you, but I think my patients tell me that that after a good bowel movement, they feel better. And the reason is there's all sorts of poisons that are just pulled out of your body and you're, you know, you feel better. So I take probiotics mainly because I think they're good for me. Okay. Um, I know they're not bad for me unless they're made by some fly-by-night guy who's just going to be putting terrible bacteria in there. Yeah. But what probiotics do is they, they are designed, the type of bacteria, to promote the good digestive health so that your other bacteria can work with these things and digest your sugars right, digest your proteins right, yes. and, and also help fight off the bad bacteria. So if you grow these things in your gut, they're so powerful and so strong that they they prevent the bad bacteria from growing out. Now, you can get it from yogurt. There's Activia. Yeah. Um, there are several different probiotics. Um, I take a line because I can't remember the name right now, but it's a it's a, an infant type of, of bacteria. You told me, and I, I see it right here, but yeah. I can't see it. Uh, uh, B something? Yeah. Infantalis or something like that? Anyway. Bottom bifidum, line, bifidum. bifidum. The bottom line is, I endorse probiotics. I don't know if I can tell you if you're going to become the love bug. Okay? No, That's I probably won't be. And why is that? Why are they calling it love bug? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I it's mean, a good name. It's well, yeah, it may be a whole range of products, and some of the other products are for I, other I can't circumstances. Tell you that digestive health will help your love life, unless. It, it reduces, you know, odors and stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, I guess. All right. Anyway, calcium now... and vitamin D. So yeah, please. a year ago, you know, I mean, everybody's checking your vitamin D now. And everybody's taking vitamin D supplements. Yes. Everybody's taking calcium. So here's yet another claim 
No, they're not good for you. They're bad for you. They can cause a stroke. And how do they come up with this again? They cherry pick a bunch of people and say, okay, you've had a stroke. You've not had a stroke. Who is more likely to take vitamin D supplements? Mm -hmm. Well, they come up with this thing. Maybe, you know, a smidgen of people in the stroke group were more likely to be taking vitamin D. This is not the way to prove anything. And the bottom line is there's nobody who's going to do the real study, which is to take 5,000 people and give them a sugar pill and 5,000 people and give them vitamin D and C and calcium. And then 10 years later, see who's had a stroke and who hasn't. Who's going to pay for that study? It costs a billion dollars. Right. So take all this stuff with a grain of salt. Ha ha. Not a grain of salt if you have high blood pressure. Big scoop of salt. Right. The bottom line is don't worry about this. Every week there is something yeah, in the news. coffee's good for you. Right. Coffee's bad for you. Aren't a lot of these studies one-time studies yeah. that are that maybe will be repeated or replicated, but maybe well, not, and usually you know, let not. Let me tell you, the sad thing about medical research is that no longer are these researchers who under this publisher parish business being judged by their academic journal, Yeah. you know, um, a placement. They're being judged now by what they get on TV. And ha- what's better to get on TV than to sit here and say, hey, I know now that calcium and vitamin D are bad for you. Boing, W-R-A-L, the guys at your doorstep. Yeah. Because all of these major medical centers are just thirsting for business. Mm-hmm. And so this is free advertising. You know, you're going to see some guy on TV and say, wow, yeah. that's a real smart guy. He's telling me about vitamin D and calcium. I'm going to go to whatever whatever XYZ Medical Center. So the lesson here is take it with uh, some degree of skepticism as to whether it's true or not, okay? Dr. Franklin Weefold, a cardiologist and internal medicine specialist with Millennia Cardiovascular, waiting for your phone call. The waiting room is empty, 919-860-9783. Can somebody be switched before birth? Well, here's, here it is. It's, it's a big screaming story now. It's been on NBC and ABC It's because it's a very dramatic thing. Uh, an Asian couple um, could not have uh, natural childbirth. They couldn't have kids on their own. Yeah. So they hire a company, pay fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, often not covered by insurance, but I think a lot of it is now. And they go to these fertility clinics, and it's amazing what they can do, Okay. They, they put you on some medicine, the female, and they harvest your eggs. Yeah. And then they take the male component. Be careful, I'm going to use the word now, sperm. And then they take that. And sometimes if it's real powerful, I mean, some men have real powerful, you know, term. Really? They can just add it to the Petri dish and one of them gets in. And then they watch this thing grow. And there are ways to see how healthy it's growing. It's in a... Um, a nutrient bath with the right amount of gas and stuff like that and nutrients. And they can pick the ones that look the healthiest. So these are embryologists. They know this stuff. They've been trained on it. Sometimes they have to take a little glass pipette that is so small, they can actually stick it under a microscope into the the egg and fertilize it that way. Well, anyway, you can't just, you know, watch them grow and then call in the lady and say your your egg is ready boom you have to freeze them okay so they freeze them in liquid nitrogen and of course they have to label them and most of these well yeah yeah 
Well, most of these um, embryos, um, they or well, most of these women and men who are doing IVF, they have multiple embryos. They probably develop twenty of them. Yeah, and then they put in two, three. They used to put in seven. And that's where you saw Octobomb, right? Yeah, yeah. Because they put an eight in her, hoping that one would survive. Well, guess what? All they eight all did. did, yeah. Well, what happened? So this Asian couple give birth to clearly Caucasian kids. <laughs> no. But what did they do? They fall in love with them, right? Sure they did. My baby. Yes. And you know, they sort of said, well, it's a miracle, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and you know, my dad used to tell a joke, two Wongs don't make a white. Oh my God. Well, I mean, you know, and I'm Chinese, so yeah, if you're he offended, can say that. Yeah, right, right. if you're offended, I apologize. The only there thing are you snowflakes can out there. Yes. Listen, if somebody who's not Asian laughed at that joke in the car right now with you, well, yeah. they're okay. in trouble. But doctor, well, so then they found out who these kids were through yes. DNA testing. It turns out there were three at the same time. Oh. So what happened? They mixed up the embryos. And so one of the things to realize, people are human. Right. They make mistakes. Yes, they do. And how can we avoid those mistakes in the future? Well, we can have all these regulations that they have to go through 20 different steps, or we can give that lab responsibility for their actions and yeah. tell them to clean up their act. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Money would do the, it. The key thing is, yeah. the babies are going back to whom to the they biological belong, parents. Biological parents. Wow. But then, what do you say to those parents who've bonded with the baby? You know? Well, we say that you're all a part of one big happy family. The human race. We hope so. All right. Listen, we've, we've got uh, half the show yet to go, and we haven't heard from you. 919-860-9783. Call right now. We're going to get you on after the news on WPTF. Now back to Heart Health with Dr. Franklin Weefold on AM680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. Telephone line open 919-860-9783. Talking about switch before birth. You've yeah, got we'll, a story we'll, about we'll, that. We'll end the story. Um, people don't realize that you can actually have a baby if you're not married. My sister, um, to make a long story short, wanted to have but kids. No, people realize that now. Well, yeah, but I'm saying you can decide to. And oh, so okay. she was a professional. Oh. She'd been in a long relationship. They broke up. She yeah. wanted kids. She didn't want to have to go look for a husband. Yep. So she went to the IVF center, and they have donors. They have mm-hmm. men who had you know, gladly donated their, their, um, their sperm. And she got to pick out of a book. The the racial background, the guys the guys SAT scores where he went to college. Yeah, the dude went to Columbia, which was okay. You know, yeah, he should have gone to Princeton or Johns Hopkins. Right, but anyway, so my sister, like me, is half Chinese, half Norwegian. So she decided to pick somebody who was half Asian, half European, and so you know they they didn't you know they didn't tie the knot. They they did the you know, the in vitro fertilization, and they had twins. My sister had twins. Yeah. And one was a boy, one was a girl, and the girl came out. I was there, not, not I was there when they came, yeah. you know, to the nursery, and one looked Chinese. I mean, a thousand percent Chinese. Okay. And the other kid looked as, as white as white can be. Yeah. And so you think, you know, you know, there's a chance that the genes mix in a certain way, so my sister's white genes hooked up with this other guy's white jeans and made right. a white guy. Right. So I was joking with my sister. Do you think they might have sprinkled the wrong <laughs> sperm in or something like that? She grabs my nephew's 
leg and yeah. pulls up his foot. She has a deformity where one of her toes curls underneath the other toe. Mm-hmm. It's just permanent. It doesn't hurt her. Mm-hmm. That kid had the exact same deformity. Really? So I said, okay, I believe it. <laughs> well, you never know what your kids are going to look and like. And it wouldn't have mattered anyway. I have an adopted child oh, that gosh. I love as much as my biological children. And, you know, the point is, like you said before, we're all part of the same family. Right. We're talking right. today also about um, the Dominican Republic. Is this a good place to go get your elective surgery <laughs> or not? Well, um, the, the third person has I'm, died of elective plastic surgery. And, again, I U.S. Don't, citizens who go down there— yeah. And you know it's called, it's called what vacation surgery? What's it called? Yeah, it's like uh, um, sur- surgio tourism yeah, or something tourism. like that. Right? Yeah, surgical tourism. You know, you want to save a buck, and you want somebody to cut into your flesh. Yeah. You know, you can be an MD and do plastic surgery. You do not have to be board certified in plastic. You do not even have to have a plastic surgery residency. So this is not just in Venezuela. This is in the United States too. And, you know, I had a guy come to my office. Here I am, a cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, trying to sell me a device to freeze fat and open up a fat clinic, you know, and from a freezer fat. Yeah. And I told him, I said, hey, I'm an internist cardiologist. You wouldn't believe the number of people who were signing up. That's why I picked you. And so you can have a breast augmentation done by anyone. Who is a doctor. Who has an MD. MD. Now, they will be responsible if something happens to you. But if you want a $500 breast augmentation versus the going right now, what do you think the going right now from a top-notch plastic surgeon for breast augmentation? I don't know. About $10,000. $10,000? Yes. I hate to— And guess what? I got to ask, each or both? Uh, For both. Both. Okay, thank you. Yeah. But anyway, the bottom line is, you know, you're going to get what you pay for when it comes to plastic surgery. Yeah. So please— if you want a tummy tuck, if you want an yeah. eyelid thing, if you want breast augmentation, save up for it. Don't think you can, you know, it's not, there's no Walmart of breast augmentation. Yeah. I shop at Walmart, yeah. but I wouldn't go to Walmart to get my breast done. So you can blame and say, oh, it's terrible. This is Venezuela. It happens in the United States as well. Yeah. This was the Dominican Republic. Dominican the, Republic. The, the, and again, no. I cast one of my best friends is from the Dominican Republic. I think he would he would agree with me that surgery here is a better thing than surgery there. Uh, it depends. Let me tell right? you one thing. I have some friends who are Indian, yeah. okay, from the continent of India, the country of India. Yes. And they were well trained here. They got the top notch training in cardiac surgery and cardiology. Yeah. They moved back to India. Uh-huh. where the regulations are less. Oh, yeah. They open up their own hospital. I'm really? serious. Really? And so what they have is coronary artery bypass and valve replacement tourism. So this is something people don't realize. Okay. You can look this up on the internet. Yeah. And I don't can't remember the name of their hospital. But if you want to go to India yeah. and you need bypass surgery yeah. and you want to pay $5,000 cash for the whole kit and caboodle really? and come out with this good a surgical intervention as in the United States, yeah. you can go to those guys. Okay. So there are situations where this kind of tourism works, but you've got to be very, very careful. And this guy who tried to sell you the uh, machine to freeze fat, yeah. could you have borrowed it for a weekend just on spec? <laughs> no. No? You couldn't, no. couldn't like, 
just put it in the well, office. Well, he wanted me to go. I mean, listen, we're done at five. Listen, you know what he wanted me How to do? How much time would it take? I would have gone to Vegas on their dime yeah. for a week Yes. to learn how to do it. And? I'm not going to do that. I would have. No. No. I'm trying to work out a tiny tuck. Listen, I don't know enough about it to know that it works. Yeah. I don't okay. know enough about it. And you know what You know what he told me? He said, what? This is cash. Yeah, it's cash. You can make you know, money doing this. So, yeah, it's yeah. craziness. You're leaving money on the table, oh, doctor. No, I'm leaving you money really in the belly. Baseball and sleep. Well, let me tell you, this is a wonderful story. I, if, if you've been listening to the show, one of my big, you know, brouhaha's is sleep. Yeah. Sleep apnea. Get rid of it. You know, eight hours a night. Well, there's a baseball player who you just would not believe how good he is, Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. And, and he is just at the top of his game at age 36 years old. And so he, now he's become this guru in the clubhouse of his um, baseball team. And what he has done is convinced all these guys not to sleep eight hours a night, no. but to sleep 10 hours a night and sometimes more. Okay, so what he does is he goes to bed. He doesn't go out and carouse around. He just goes home, goes to sleep, and he sleeps ten hours a night. But that would be a good well. Okay, so this guy's thirty-six. Yeah, he throws a hundred mile an hour fastball. Yeah, a curveball that'll just you know fool you. So there was another person on the team. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember his name, but he was a 240 hitter, hit five home runs a year. Right. And now this guy's hitting 30 home runs. He's batting 300. Yeah. And he says, my head is clear. I step up to the plate and I can see the fastball yeah. versus the curveball. I can actually see the rotation of the ball. He said, it's like a fog has been lifted from my brain. And so the bottom line is yeah. um, sleep. Now, you have to get good sleep. And you have to be in a position where you know you don't have sleep apnea. If right. you're not sleeping, talk to your doctor about it. Don't just have him write a pill. No, Because no, no, sleep no. disturbance can be from restless legs that won't stop moving. Mm-hmm. It could be that, believe it or not, the number one cause of sleep problems if you don't have sleep apnea. What's that? An old pillow. Really? Yeah. Weigh your pillow when you get it, and then weigh it in three months. Oh, man. It gains about a pound. Oh, that's awful. Well, I don't know. It's like the vitamin D stories, you know, a cup of blueberries. It gains weight. Yeah. And you know what that is? Skin cells. Dust mites. Yuck. The number one cause of allergies. Really? So all these people lay down on their... I mean, I ask my patients this. I can't sleep. How old's your pillow? That's six years. Yeah. Yeah. That's wrong. But it was an expensive pillow. It was a good pillow. It was yeah. a great and pillow. You can wash them. It yeah. won't get rid of all the dust mites. It will not prevent the the outside of a dust mite causing you to have an allergy. But, you know, my recommendation is you wake up sniffling in the morning, you could have a sinus condition that can cause sleep apnea. So get a new pillow. Get a bed that's comfortable. How many How many people you know think that a mattress is just something that they don't want to spend money on? Yes, I mean, these old creaky things that yep. are, you know, 100 years old. Well, my grandmother slept on that mattress. Yeah, that's one, not a good One idea. of my yeah. office staff yeah. complained of backaches, not getting a good sleep. 
And I said, well, how old is your mattress? I'm not getting my mattress. I'm not getting rid of it. I love my grandma, and my grandma slept on that mattress <laughs> for 50 years. No. Not a good idea. That's a bad idea. Not. But that Justin Verlander, the guru of sleep, and he's right. Ten hours of sleep. He needs it. Everybody's different. Yeah. And sleep is so essential. Why do you think God put us in the bed for eight hours a night? Because your brain needs to renew. And, you know, the brain is an amazing thing. It's got all these chemicals flying around. Yeah. Nerve cells. It's got to repair itself. And the only way you can do that is when the brain shuts down during that deep, deep sleep three times for 20 minutes each, sometimes four. Mm -hmm. And the channels that remove the poisons only open up in the brain when you're in that deep sleep. And the only part of your brain that's working is the center that controls breathing. That's not a metaphoric thing. You're telling me there's poisons in my brain that it's going to drain out. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Do you remember as a kid when you would would just sit there and close your eyes and you'd wake up and you don't know whether it's morning or whether you just closed your eyes? Yes. And you'd get out of bed and you'd feel so good and it was morning. Yeah. Well, we need to get back to that of, of this regenerative sleep. I mean, the whole concept of a day is like a lifetime. Yeah. You know, the morning, you're a baby. The afternoon, you're an adult. And the nighttime, you're really tired. Yes. And then you die. And you are reborn. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. In the morning. It's a great metaphor. Sure. For rebirth. Yeah. And so if you're not sleeping well, don't just ask your doctor for a pill. Get it diagnosed. Is it your mother's, your grandmother's 50-year-old mattress? Yeah. Is it the dust mites in your pillow? Is it sleep apnea? Is it that your bed partner snores so loudly that you can't sleep? A good doctor won't just write a sleeping pill. They'll go through this differential diagnosis of why you're not sleeping. Yeah. But if you like baseball or whether you don't like baseball, yeah. there is a guy out there he was 36. He's not at the prime of his career. Most 36-year-old pitchers are slowing down. Mm-hmm. This guy's fastball hasn't lost a drip. Mm-hmm. And the guy's on his team. He's turning him into superheroes. Yeah. Not by training him. Right. Not by teaching him little tricks of the trade. By getting 10 hours of sleep a night. Or eight. I mean, I, I don't know if this guy who's now hitting 340 home runs yeah. is getting eight or 10. But the point is, he was getting five before. Yeah, yeah. Because he thought sleep was for wimps. Yeah. You know, I got too much to do. I don't want to sleep. I'm Mickey, missing out. Mickey Mantle and, and Babe oh, Ruth my God. hit home runs on no sleep and no sleep and carousing. alcohol. alcohol well, and, you know, uh, yeah. you know the, the shot that Ruth called? I don't know yeah. if you remember that. Sure. They finally found some film of that. Yeah. Where he points to the to the center field yeah. and hits a 500-foot home run. Yeah. I read something about him. You know what he did the night before? No. He ate 30 hot dogs you know in what he was, one sitting. You know what he was doing? He was trying to get the peanut guy to bring him something to eat. Hey, come on. Get, bring, bring me some me peanuts. Some. All right. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number. This is Heart Health on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hi, this is Mike Rayleigh. Discover what my favorite plants are, the 112-year history behind Daddy Pete Farms, and how to leave and preserve a garden legacy. This and more you'll find in the latest edition of the Weekend Gardener magazine. Get your free copy at Garden Supply Company in Cary, King's Auto Service, Pioneer Exteriors, and High Park Bar and Grill. 
Look for Rufus Ann and me on the cover. Pick up your free copy of the WPTF Weekend Gardener magazine today. 80% of what our farmers grow is made into food products in other states. NC State is helping turn local crops into North Carolina products. What we think and do will grow North Carolina food manufacturing in our own backyard. Visit wegrownc.ncsu.edu. Sponsored by NC State's College of Agriculture and Life Sciences and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with this station. You know what's scarier than jaws? Your jaws with no teeth! (gasps) By age 50, 75% of Americans have some degree of bone loss, including jaws. Attack this issue and save your teeth and implants. Contact North Raleigh Periodontics. Dr. Singletary and his specialists can save your teeth and implants from failure and ask about their gentle cleanings for sensitive teeth. NorthRaleighPerio.com. That's NorthRaleighPerio.com. Are you looking to add peace and tranquility to your outdoor space? Adding an ecosystem pond, epic waterfall, or delightful fountainscape from Springer Ponds and Water Gardens would be the perfect recipe to create that place of zen. Go to springerponds.com, fill out the consult form, or you can call the owner, Sandra. To see one of her creations, go to Logan's Garden Shop in downtown Raleigh, or for garden's sake in Durham. You can also call to schedule a private viewing of their showroom. Imagine bringing the sound of water to your outdoor space. Springer Ponds will help you design your perfect oasis. Well, you know you make me wanna shout, kick my heels up and shout, throw my hands up and shout, throw my head back and shout, come on now. This is Heart Health News Radio 680 WPTF. We've come to the uh, shout, out. shout out segment. I've got a familiar shout out. i got another email from yep. Margaret from Boone yeah. letting me know yet another use for sildenafil or Viagra. And it's very particular for Boone because Boone's, what, 4,500 feet up? Apparently, there's some studies that show Viagra will help prevent altitude sickness. Apparently, one of the problems is it causes vasoconstriction from lack of oxygen, which can decrease the amount of blood flow to your brain. You're talking about alcohol or, uh, sorry. Altitude. This altitude sickness can cause this. Yeah. Not Viagra. So if you take Viagra, apparently you won't have as much altitude sickness. (laughs) Now, do not do this at home. But it's an article that Margaret from Boone emailed me. And apparently it it is, and she told me this, and she has personal experience with this, that Altitude can lead in 18% of people above the age of 60 to erectile dysfunction. So you take the Viagra when you're going to go to Boone yeah. and visit Margaret, you're going to have two problems solved. Yes. So it's great. So we the shout a, out. We ought to have a special segment on yet another use for Viagra. Because we've determined that it helps it helps cardiac issues. Everything. And and other issues. I think it's I, I think if you eat blueberries with your Viagra, no, no. it's even better. Do you know what I think it is? I think that you just don't notice the sickness as much. I guess. If you've taken Viagra. Listen, it can cause point, it can cause side effects. Headache, right. a runny nose because you're dilating the arteries to your sinuses. Yeah. If you see a guy Heading with some flowers. Yeah. Sniffing. Yeah. He's taking a Viagra. He's taking a Viagra. Mike and Raleigh, bail us out, Mike. Hi, Mike. It's actually Frank. 
Frank. Oh, I'm sorry, Frank. No, wait a minute. Another guy named Frank? Yep, believe it or not. We are. Is it Franklin, Francis, or Frank? Francis. Well, hey, welcome to the club. Well, okay. What, what's happening, Frank? I have recently developed an allergy to bee stings or wasp stings. Yeah, the official term is allergic reaction to hymenoptera venom. So it could be not just bee stings, it could be wasps. The hymenoptera are the class of those uh, uh, insects. But anyway, go ahead. Okay. Um, I have been told that I don't need an EpiPen hmm. because that, that's too much hmm. to take an EpiPen. I don't but know. It's, all, it's only happened three times in 15 years. And has it gotten worse each time? Uh, yeah, the last time I, I totally passed out. Yeah. And, and hit the floor. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to challenge. Uh, was it a doctor who told you not to have an EpiPen? It was an EMS person. Okay. Let, let me just say this, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm not your doctor, and we're very careful here. Let me just take a hypothetical. If okay. you, If there was a patient who came to me and said, I'm allergic to hymenoptera venom, bee stings. Yeah. And it's let's happened three times. Let's call that patient Mike. Yeah. He's hypothetical. Mike. Hypothetical Mike. Mike. Yeah, Not ahead. Frank, no, but he's Mike. Mike. Yeah. And if he yeah, told Frank. me the last time he had it, he passed out and had an allergic reaction, my first gut instinct would be to give him an EpiPen. Because the fourth time, it, yeah. it gets worse each time. Yeah. Um, it's a very complicated mechanism. But the bottom line, here's what I'm going to tell you. EMTs are great people. They are. Mm-hmm. But they're not doctors. So my recommendation is, do you have a doctor? If you do, if you, if you don't, go get one. Number two, if you do, go talk to them about what happened. Because, you know, there are allergic reactions and then there are, you know, fainting spells. So my, my recommendation, if I had a hypothetical patient who had a serious allergic reaction after the third bee sting, I would give them an EpiPen. Now, I'm not telling you to get an EpiPen. I'm telling you an EMT is a great thing, um, but they're not educated the way doctors are. And I would go to a doctor and explain your situation and ask that doctor, him or her, whether you need an EpiPen. I wonder what the uh, side effect would be of falling over near furniture. Frank, do you think it could have been serious? Oh, yeah. You could have clonked your noggin, right? Well, worse than that, he could have... He could have broken some furniture and then have his wife all mad That's at exactly him. Exactly right. right. Right, Frank? Actually, I, I worry more about hitting my head on something. Yes. Well, you know, that's the thing. Um, we talked about um, atrial fibrillation and blood thinners. Yeah. People don't realize that they're dangerous in very elderly people for fall reasons. Mm-hmm. And I have seen it. They don't have strokes. Great. But they fall and hit their head on the concrete and bleed into their brain. Bad. Because they're yeah. on a blood a, thinner? Yeah, let's not use right. the word blood thinner. Let's say an anticoagulant. In other okay. words, your blood's not thin. It just doesn't clot as quick. I would say, Frank, you got talk your, to, you t- got your marching your orders. Yeah, talk and to your doctor. I, I don't want to get a call from this EMT. I'm not telling the EMT that he's dumb. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying that get, a, get, some, get some doctor advice. Yeah, the, this was what the first incident was with the EMT, okay? This third incident... I actually called EMS yeah. when I came to. Yeah. And it was so bad that I couldn't catch my breath. Yeah, I no, this, it sounds like a very serious allergic reaction. And I would go okay. to see a doctor, 
and I would talk to him or her and, and give them the whole story and let them diagnose and treat you. Frank, thank well, you. Francis, thank you for calling. I appreciate you being on the show. I knew at some point when he said EMS, oh, it was advice of an EMS, you were going to pull that old, I went to medical school. No, come on, that's not fair. I mean, you know, EMT should not be practicing medicine. Amen. Right? Avery and Raleigh, bless you. Thank you for calling. Hey, I am a 50-year-old. Youngster. 17-pound woman. And I just kind of got diagnosed with very, very mild sleep apnea. Okay. And yeah. Did I they give you a number, an apnea hypopnea index? Did they give you AHI? Um, Did they tell you the number of times you stopped breathing? It, it was, it was, I, could it be eight? Yeah, that's a good number. Okay. That's that's so that's not, in the mild range. That means very, you did not get mild. yeah, you did not get enough breaths eight times per hour on average. Right. Okay. Right. So so the thing is I'm actually gonna be moving out of state, so there's all this stupid stuff with insurance. I don't like the machine. I'm single, I don't know what to do. If I go on a date and I like someone and then I don't wanna wear You don't wanna so lug much. a sleep machine with you. Yeah, so I wanna know I also smoke a tiny bit, but I'm starting to exercise. So I want to know what can I do on my own so I yeah. don't need this All right. machine. Two questions. And I know I'm not supposed to ask a lady her weight, mm-hmm. but can I ask you your weight in a medical reason? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about one one seventeen. Okay, that's great. So you're not overweight. Um, do you have sinus problems, either you know, runny nose, snotty nose, or... No. I've actually never, ever had allergies in my whole life. However, when I was younger, I did um, have, um, well, I had a nose job. So they said it was a deviated septum. Oh, yeah. They were just saying that because. That could be the whole reason why you have sleep apnea. We have to, yeah, we have to breathe through our nose to get the deep, deep regenerative sleep. And okay. so my, I had sleep apnea, and I had two problems. One, I was a snotty-nosed kid. I had allergies. Mm-hmm. I got that fixed. And then the other thing is that you might want to look and go see an ear, nose, and throat doctor because you might have some extra tissue in the back of your throat. I had tonsils mm-hmm. and adenoid. This is back in the day where they didn't take them out. Yeah. You know, we take out too many. Well, I got mm-hmm. my tonsils and my adenoids out, and I don't have sleep apnea anymore. And I use a neti pot. Actually, it's called a Nilmed rinse, and I rinse out my schnoz. It's the sinuses. Mm-hmm. It's like brushing your teeth, and then I use something called Flonase. And I, right. I listen to this. Oh, that was very good. I can breathe through my nose now. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. It makes noise, but and then the other thing, right. simple thing. Suppose that doesn't do it. Well, then ask the sleep study person. Did you have the problem sleeping on your back or on your side? Most always the problems are when you're lying on your back because that's when the the tissue can collapse into the back of your throat. I tell my patients who don't want to use CPAP who had the problem on their back, mm-hmm. take some pillows, put them behind you while you're starting to sleep on your side so you can't fall over on your back. Yeah. And then the other thing you can do if you don't want to do that, this is an old-fashioned thing. You get one of those tube socks. Mm-hmm. And you put a tennis ball in it, yeah. and you put a safety pin, and you safety pin it to your um, to the collar of your PJs yeah. in the back. In the back. That way, if you roll over, 
I mean, you know, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. I mean, she may have felt, what was it, a pee in there? Yeah. You, Ten mattresses up. You will feel the tennis ball, and you'll roll back over. And you'll go ba- you won't sleep on your back. Right. Sleep on your side. Yeah. So find out if it was on your back. Find out if your sinuses are bad. And if that doesn't work, go see ear, nose, and throat and see if you've got too much tissue in the back. Avery, thank you. So Have glad a great day. You, so glad you called. Are we thank out of you, time? The folks. We, yeah, we're all out of time. That's it for the this show. Is, this is the saddest moment of my week. Well, I'm when sorry. you tell me, i got to stop talking. We'll see everybody again Saturday at 4. The proceeding was meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action on what was just discussed, consult your medical doctor.